0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at dowbetamate.com. Hello and welcome to Autoline Daily for June 7. I'm John McElroy, and here's the latest of what's happening in the automotive industry. You know, I remember when a four-speed manual was considered the hot ticket to have, but now the Porsche 911 features a seven-speed manual transmission, and according to patent filings that we found on Autoblog, BMW is also working on a stick shift with one forward gear for every day of the week. It's reported the Bavarian automaker is also developing a shift-by-wire system to prevent drivers from inadvertently grabbing the wrong gear. That would prevent so-called money shifts, costly mistakes that can destroy a car's engine by mechanically over-revving it or ruining a clutch disc. The setup would feature a coupling filled with an electromagnetic fluid that would change viscosity to prevent the lever from making a shift. It might sound like it's pie in the sky, but it is an ingenious idea. Ford and GM love trying to one-up one another, whether it's in advertising and products, or even with arguments between their executives. Now the dispute is about tow ratings for pickup trucks. Ford and GM, along with Japanese automakers, agreed to new SAE guidelines for tow ratings that start for 2013 models as a better way to compare trucks. Toyota already adopted the standards and GM released info on its 2013 trucks using the new ratings, but the new standards usually result in lower tow ratings. So according to pickuptrucks.com, Ford will not adopt the new ratings Until the redesigned F-Series hits the market in a few years, GM released a statement then criticizing its competitors for not using the standards, and then GM changed its tow ratings to the pre-SAE ratings, even though the new numbers had already been released. Car dealers in China are complaining because inventory levels are climbing to unsustainable levels. From April to May, inventory levels shot from 45 days up to 60 days. What makes all that inventory all the more astonishing is that in 2010 China had 16,000 dealerships but now it has 21,000. And yet Bloomberg reports that automakers believe the car market in China is about to grow strongly again and they say those inventory levels are not a problem. Chinese car dealers report that their profit margins are declining because they have to discount those cars to reduce their inventory levels. And by comparison, in the U.S. market, inventory levels stand at an average of 53 days, according to Wards, and that's considered low for this time of year. Inventory levels range from a low of 24 days for BMW, 25 days for Hyundai and Kia, all the way up to 104 days for Lincoln, and 106 for Cadillac. You know, despite China's 25% tariff on imported cars, import sales are soaring. According to Gasgoo, imports were up nearly 22% to 88,000 vehicles in April compared to last year. And for the first quarter, over 372,000 vehicles were imported into China. That's up 21% compared to last year. And over half the passenger vehicle imports are SUVs. German luxury automakers dominate import sales. BMW's number one, followed by Mercedes, VW, Audi, and then Lexus, and in that order. In spite of the advanced computer modeling that's available today, automotive designers still mock up cars in clay. You know, there's just something about working that material by hand and seeing a vehicle in real life that cannot be replicated by bits and bytes. But what happens to these clay models when a vehicle goes into production? Do they get stuck in a museum? Are they recycled? Well, Jaguar recently deconstructed a model of its XF sedan. And by deconstruction, I mean, designers attacked it with axes, destroying all of their hard work with a few merciless blows. You know, that small mountain of foam and clay didn't stand a chance. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the new Scion IQ.
1: I'm Seamus McElroy, and this week in the Autoline Garage, we have the 2012 Cyan IQ. And even though it looks real small on the outside, inside it's a different story. Come on, let me show you. So as you can see, there's pretty good amount of leg and headroom for the driver and passenger. But there's not so much room in the rear, you could probably only fit one person back there, and there's not much space in the trunk. Some other interesting things about the iQ that I noticed is, there's no glove box. Instead it was eliminated to make room for the airbags. And there's no cruise control, it's not even an option. Powering the iQ is a 1.3 liter 4 cylinder mated to a CVT. It only cranks out 94 horsepower, may not be much but it rides a whole lot better than a Smart. The base price of the iQ is about $16,000. The one we tested added features like carpeted floor mats and an upgraded stereo system, which pushed the price up to about $17,000, which is a little pricey in my opinion. You know, so far, sales of the IQ are relatively weak,
0: running at fewer than 1,000 cars a month in the American market. Say, don't forget to tune into to AutoLine After Hours tonight, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest will be Dan Cap who's in charge of advanced powertrain engineering at Ford, will be talking about where they go from here with their EcoBoost program. So join me and that inimitable auto extremist, Peter DeLorenzo, for the best insider discussion in the world of cars. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.